This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hey everybody, welcome off the Rock'em Sal! <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about a ton of books that came out this past week. We're going to recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. But before we do that, we want to give a special announcement, because it is 2020, which means it's time to start talking about Valiant 2020 and the initiatives that are going on with Valiant. Why am I talking about Valiant? Of all companies, well, it's because not only are they putting out some good books, but also because you out there who are watching have an opportunity to win a very special comic book. That's right. What we have right now is a one out of 100 variant cover depicted by none other than Yazebi Kamenkoli in what is known as the Fool's Gold variant for Quantum and Woody number one. That's right. I was like, am I supposed to show it now? (laughs) I gave you three different ways to show the like... uh, But yeah, no, this is the upcoming, and by upcoming I mean literally this Wednesday, Quantum and Woody number one, written by Chris Hastings, who you may like because he's funny and cool and wrote things like Gwenpool. Not the later Gwenpool, the one you like. Uh-huh. Although I will say, apparently, the other Gwenpool series wrapped up nicely. Uh, but yeah, so uh, this comes out this Wednesday. If you want a copy... Are there any rules? There are very many rules. Let's talk about them Here first. they are. At the top of the show, you want to win this variant here right here? Well, our intrepid moderator, Danielle, will be trolling this chat for anyone in the continental United States of America. That's right. If you are in within the continent of the USA, which most of you probably are, though I do not want to slight those of you out there who are in our international audience. We do love you, and I promise you we will do a giveaway at some point in the near future where I will get something out to you guys and gals. But for right now, continental United States only, if you want to win this, use the hashtag GOAT. G-O-A-T. Because it's the greatest of all time. Not only is it the greatest of all time, <laughs> there's a goat. it's my entry into Valiant. Quantum and Woody was... The best thing that that Valiant put out in the old school epis, like f- period of Valiant, and Chris Hastings doing a Quantum and Woody book. How could you go wrong? Yeah, I promise you, this is a really funny issue. I've read it already. It's really cool. Not this one, because this one is a very special. Yeah, this one I didn't actually. I didn't even pull it out. I was like, I'm no, not, don't. I'm not gonna do You'll it. smudge it's it also up. Signed. It is signed by Chris Hastings. Yeah. So... Fool's gold variant, not real gold. No. Fools. Yeah. Win it. Hashtag goat. I will constantly remind you of this giveaway as we go. And at the end of the show, we'll announce who won. Only one only one winner. Just a one out of 100 variant. And if you don't want to miss the Quantum and Woody renaissance, this Wednesday, run out, pick up a copy of Quantum and Woody for yourself. If you're watching the show live, like many of you are right now, we want to thank you so much for watching us live. And uh, we wanted to let you know, I don't, know, I don't know if you've got the memo, but you're our sponsor for today's episode. That's right. If you're watching the show live, you're sponsoring the show right now. And all you got to do to do your job, which is sponsoring the show, is use the Super Chats. If you use the Super Chat, you can make a, que- uh, make a comment, ask a question, contribute something to the show. We'll read it here on the show. And that goes towards this whole institution. It's not your job. It is not your job. No, my job is to do this. Yeah. Your job, such that it is whatever it is, yeah. but uh, your 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 you know your freedom is yeah. that sometimes you spend it with us. Mm-hmm. We do appreciate it. We do. But yeah. So yeah, don't forget 
goat. Hashtag goat. Hashtag goat. Kind of in the United States. Needs to be there. And if you could hang around so your name's called or whoever wins, Yeah, please. That would help. That helps. Because that's how it works. See how, here's how it works. You use the hashtag goat. Danielle picks you out of the crowd. Then you're going to have to email me your address, and I'll make sure your, uh, your, your, your item gets to you. But you got to be able to live around here and also uh, be contactable and be in the chat when the show is over. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good stipulation to make. You have to be here at the end of the show. It would help. It, well, if you're not there, it's going to go to somebody else. Ooh, okay. Like it did last time. So, uh, yeah, um, let's jump into it. There's a bunch of books that came out this week. Uh, I'm excited to talk about some of them. Um, so let's jump into them. Uh, I just wanted to give a, a a little bit of a shout, a little bit of a of a of a, of a taste. Hey, Kay, here's something kind of fun that happened. Uh, this happened. This happened. Uh, the the people who will not stop making Ghostbusters books for IDW, Eric Burnham, Dan Schoening, they have done another. I think it's a four part miniseries for IDW uh, called Ghostbusters Year One. Oh. Uh, the concept here is it's. Within the first year of Ghostbusters, I jokingly referred to it as the movie Ghostbusters, which mm-hmm. would be year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, apparently, the idea here is that they're, uh, they're, the framework is there, there's somebody writing a book about the Ghostbusters, and she's interviewing each Ghostbuster about their first time on the job. And so we get Winston's interpretation of his first bust. Oh, okay. That's this first issue. It's not him just cleaning the track. No, although he does reference it a lot. Because of course you you have to do that, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's it's fun. His job. It's, it's his, like his job. Well, he he talks about how he was in the Marine Corps, how he went into construction. Uh, then he uh, he he quit because he like was unhappy with the unsafe work conditions of the job, and uh, he saw the ad for Ghostbusters and went there. He quit for unsafe work conditions, and then went and was a Ghostbuster. Irony of ironies, I know. Um, this Winston is a lot less cavalier, a lot more put together. Uh, Burnham's Winston, I think, is the protagonist of the IDW Ghostbuster series. Um, and 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 rightfully so. He's a, he's a, he's you know he's a military man. knows what he's, knows the what he needs to do. Hardest working member of the Ghostbusters. Easily, because a quarter of them don't work at all. <laughs> We're looking at you, Venkman. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Year One Ghostbusters. It's fun. I recommend it if you love Ghostbusters. If you're interested in checking out Ghostbusters, everybody's like, "Oh my God, you got to read the Ghostbusters. You got to read Mass Hysteria. All that stuff." Wait. Check out year one. That will give you a good indication as to what the book is all oh, about, what it's like. Idea. So that's great. It's a fun book. I, I recommend it for the for ghost heads out there who, who who like that sort of thing. Great. If you don't, you, you're not gonna like any of it. Sorry. So, but yeah, I, I I just wanted to toss that out there. It's kind okay. of fun. It's a fun little book. Um, I guess we could talk about. Uh, you know what? Let me talk about Curse of the White Knight really quick. Sure. Because Curse of the White Knight is uh, the sequel, of course, to Batman White Knight. Right. Uh, it, it, I thought it could have pretty much easily wrapped up within about four issues. Is that a Riddler question mark sticking out the back of his neck? Uh, no, that's just a tube. It's a tube. Oh. Sticking out of the back of Bane's neck. Oh. Uh, by this Sorry. point, uh, Azrael Batman uh, killed m- most, if not all, of Batman's rogues. And uh, and then gave chase to Batman. Batman, of course, is like teaming up with Harley Quinn, who's had her twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two of them go to face because, of course, Joker released Azrael. It's a whole thing. Uh, but in this issue, uh, we, we get the conclusion of Joker slash Jack's story mm-hmm. and the continuation of uh, the, the, the the clash between, uh, you know, um, the, the imposter Wayne and the one true uh, heir to the Wayne lineage. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a, and, and it's, here's the thing. It's, 
Is it as good as the first one? Is it as good as the first one? I'd say it's as good as the first one. Uh, okay. It's a little more ambitious than the last one. The last one okay. was just like uh, Murphy just going like, here's everything I love about Batman. Boom. Okay. This one is him crafting a narrative. And he's like, okay, so I may, I put all the action figures that I love on the table. Now let me flip the table over. See how that works. And I think it does. especially Well, all it's your action figures room. on the floor then, man. I know, that's true. Yes, <laughs> but... Uh, you got that video of him flipping the table in slow-mo, and now it's gone viral. Oh. So there's a trade-off there. Uh, I, Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's ambitious. I don't know if it is as clever as it thinks it is being. There's a lot of stuff about, like, Edmund Wayne and the lineage right, of, like, right, the, the right, Order right. of St. Dumas. And I don't know if I care about that so much, but uh, I find myself still reading it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of parts where I'm like, Oh, here comes a history lesson, gloss over. Oh, look at that. It doesn't it didn't have anything to do with the story. Mm. It's it's intrinsic and important and it's part of the whole thing. And if you want to care about the ending of the story, you gotta pay attention to that kind of crap. Right. Uh, but it's still it, it it's serviceable and I think it works. But the reason to buy this book is because Sean Gordon Murphy's art is incredible. Okay. Every single page has so much going on. It's so dense. It's practically Lucasian or Burmanesque. Uh but like there are so many moments in this book that I just adore, and they have like just these 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 classic Batman images yeah. where uh, where where Murphy is like, hey, hey, let me use some negative space and make it really dope looking, and, yeah. and he indeed does. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of Batman on the Bat Cycle, and he's talking to Harley Quinn, and the, yeah. clearly we're setting up a romance between Batman and Harley, oh. uh, which you I would never have been okay with. I would have been like really really upset with. Mm -hmm. in any other continuity. Okay. I mean, I have a real problem with the Batman-Barbara-Gordon relationship in the Timverse, the, yeah, the animated series universe. Too. Disgusting. Uh, but in this universe, the Harley thing, all right. Okay. Mostly because Harley is in control of herself. Right. Uh, you do also get some fun cameos. Jason Blood shows up. And oh, he's that's cool. But he also doesn't, is like... Is he a priest? Uh, yes, he is a priest. Mm -hmm. And he is also, of course, possessed by the Demonetrigan. Cool. Uh, cool stuff. It's But, like, you get beautiful vistas, ancient Gotham, swashbuckling heroes, villainous villains, uh, blood, gore, cool cars, all the stuff you come to expect from the Murphy uh, Batman-verse. Uh-huh. The White Knight-averse, I guess. Just good stuff all around. That's uh, cool. But it's just a good-looking book. I just, I, I love looking at it, uh, and I, I enjoy reading it. But like, I love looking at this comic. Yeah. Um, just, just great, man. No, it looks, it looks amazing. It doesn't it look amazing. It's yeah. just so great looking. Ooh. So, yeah, exactly. No, it's, and even then, when you're reading it, you're like, eh, okay, Ooh. like there's a couple things happening in there, but like whatever. Okay. But also, it's, it's just so good looking. So there's no reason not to read it. Yay. Um. So yeah, that, that's it. Curse of the White Knight, number six, came out. Read it, buy it. I, I promise you, you'll love it. If you don't buy this one, at least buy the trade. But let me say at the top of the show, because I know we're, I don't want to eat up too much of our time, but I do want to say, um, in the comic book industry, how the companies make their money is through the direct market in individual floppy sales. That's how they make the money to pay their artists and their printers. That's where the money comes from. That is literally, and it, it's a broken system, and it's terrible, but like that's how the money is made. The trade waiting, that's the gravy. Right. The, the floppies are the, are the steak, you know, mm -hmm. the trade is the sauce. That's like the extra stuff. Think of it this way. Think of it as when a movie releases a film 
on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. That's the floppy. Right, okay. And the trade is the is, is the DVD sales, mm-hmm. which no one talks about. Or even if you do, like when the movie industry talks about DVD sales, they're like, they're like, hey, listen, it was the highest selling DVD of all time or something like that. Right. And you never see a sequel to that movie. Yeah. That's why. Because that's the extra money that we make. It's all about the front end. So if you want your book to succeed, you must pre-order it. And I think that sucks and I think it's a broken system, but that's the way the game is played. And you and I can't change it right now. Well, yeah, not yet. And the only way to hurt a book, if you hate a book, don't pre-order it. In fact, tell your retailer, I'm not going to be buying this book. You can, you can order one fewer for me. That'll definitely send a message because they have the direct line with those guys and they will call that company Mm -hmm. and be like, I got another one. Yeah. Trust me. That's, that's how you can make or break a book. Uh, So anyway, uh, before, uh, well, well, as you get ready for your next book, I wanted to read some super chats uh, just to help get you ready to go because uh, er, Saud Althani is here in the chat. He says, greetings. Greetings to you, man. Thank you so much for being here. So lucky to have you. Thank you very much. Uh, Punk Piñata says, I love all your work, folks. I've been rewatching the Century episode and I still have to laugh over Ethan's best quote. Are you here to wreck me? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Punk. Yeah, I love that moment. So out of left field. Ethan's never made a joke like that. I love it. Uh, But yeah, thank you very much for checking out that episode. So, uh, Raymux helping us out. Thank you very much, Raymux. Uh, and uh, Cam Senses. I just wanted to thank you guys for recommending Sandman. Yay! It's not me. She recommended Sandman. I was there. <laughs> and, I, and maybe I reminded you to buy it in the link in the description below. <laughs> but she's the one who recommended that book. I just finished the original series and I'm blown away. Definitely my favorite series I've read. Yeah. Yay! Now you can go into Overture yeah. or pick up some of the other stuff that Gammon wrote. There are some other Sandman tie-ins that he didn't write, but there are a few that he did, and I would recommend you grab those as well. There's also, if you dig the covers, like, I know you saw them, like, occasionally throughout the trades, yeah. but there is an actual, like, entire, like, kind of graphic novel-like system that, um you can grab that has all the covers in it. Oh. To it, I remember, so. do we have that yet? I know that you I wanted it. I, I think that I we, I, I don't think we got not. it. Uh, Raj Patel says, Hey, Sal and Tiffany, love the channel. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and the content you provide. Thoughts on Wally West's future. I think that he'll join the Suicide Squad. He doesn't already. I think that was the plan. But uh, I think there's a crisis coming. So that's when I would worry about Wally West. Because like, Right now, Didio's dropping this timeline. He's like, everything happened. It's all here. Yeah. And you're like, right on. Okay, that's great. And he's even like referencing stuff he, you know he hates. <laughs> and you're like, right on. Okay. But then you remember there's a crisis coming. And you're yeah. like, oh. Oh, who cares? Yeah. He's giving you everything so that when he get, takes it away from you, when he says like, oh, by the way, Tim Drake was never Robin. Oh, by the way, like this, that, and the other thing. By the way, Wally West, never a, never a flash. Never, ever. Linda doesn't even exist anymore. Like when they start, when they start removing everything uh-huh. he's gonna be like but I gave you the timeline the previous timeline has everything in it eh, nothing went away I gave it all back to you and then I pulled the rug out from under you uh, Josh Castro That's says friends. yeah uh, loved last week's back issues guys so much fun thank, thank you, you so much we did too uh, yeah very good time for back issues right now it is and I, I gotta tell you that last one like it was I'm glad it worked me too <laughs> it was super long it was super dense it had a lot going on uh, so and it was a very, it was a new book. Yeah. A lot going on. And I'm very happy it succeeded. Uh, Dame 56, are you looking forward to Strange Academy? That's a question for you. Maybe. Well, do you, do you know who's working on it? I, well, for me, it's just, it's going to be across the board. Maybe. And I, and I just say that because it's like, I need to know a little bit more about the book before I can make a decision about whether or not, like, I'm going to be interested in, in reading it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will check it out. Sure. Um, but... It's hard to get hyped for Doctor Strange, given that, like, he has such a high profile, and yet 
they also seem to not care who works on him. No, I think mm, I think there's like a, a, a secondary care, and and I think it's less we're we're not getting the people right now who have like I have a, like a sweet story to tell. No, it's more him. like do and this, and it's more like hey, you want to write this? You did it before. Yeah, go for it. Um, yeah. so it's like for me, I'm like I'm waiting for that like person to come along who's got that passion story and that you happens like every you? once in a while no <laughs> that has like um that happens every once in a while it doesn't always happen and i understand it not you know happening constantly because it's like you can't always have the best of the best and that's fine but like that's what i'm excited for but marvel should if anybody well, could afford to have like the yankees of well, comic books well, just be like let me just buy all the best players wait, let me just pay for the best creators strange has got to have a movie coming out the fact that he still has a book i'm like wow it is kind of amazing. So, like, I really, they did relaunch the number. I though. really can't complain all that much. He still has a book. Yes. Yeah, he's had a book pretty much consistently since Aaron's run. I know. I'm like, so it's pretty impressive. And he was in a couple of books like during that time period, yeah. like simultaneously. So, really can't complain. Fair enough. Uh, what do you got? What's coming? Oh, um, I'm gonna briefly talk about um, Conan Serpent War number four, the <laughs> end of the Serpent War, mm-hmm. the Kingdom of the Worm, <laughs> the Worm with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we basically find out remember like James Allison and his many lives and Njord and like Njord he couldn't quite see the ending of that Uh and then he finally gets to see it and he's like oh right okay I killed a serpent Mm -hmm. and like that was supposed like that was the false memory but like I did do that but it was only to get the venom so I could go after the the worm who like killed my the the worm god who killed my family and like my village and my everything and like (laughs) he shoots him and like thinks he killed the worm, but he didn't. And, like, oh, no. he dies. But, like, he vows that, like, his ghost will come back. <laughs> right on. Okay. Um, to kill him. And then we cut to, like, ancient Egypt or eternal Egypt. Mm. A place beyond time. That's what it says. And I feel like that's how I have to say it. Sure. But remember I said Conan and, and uh, Moon Knight, like, disappeared from their, like, respective battles? Of course. Well, they're there, but, like, they're physically not there. Mm-hmm. It's, like, kind of a mindscape kind of thing. Uh, and they see, like, Set battling Khonshu. Yay! We finally get to see that. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, Khonshu's all big, and then, like, he and Khonshu, or he and Set are like, okay, all right, enough of it is enough. I mean, like, obviously this isn't going to help us at all here. Right. Um, the fact is, like, the worm is the big problem, and, like, we got to do something about that. So, like, Khonshu takes Set and, like, crushes him in his hand, what's cool. left of him, and he's like, I'm going to use the rest of your energy, and I'm going to handle this. Don't worry. It's going to mm-hmm. be pretty awesome. To fight the Weirm. To fight the Weirm. Um, that Satine chick, who was, like, a priestess of Set, is like, Set's still, like, with us, and, like, he's within me, and I'm going to help you during your battle, and, like, they get the band together back in, like, uh, uh, Stygia. Okay. So, like, you know, you got Conan and Agnes and um, Moon Knight and um, Kane, Solomon Kane. Yes. So they show up. And they're all just like, all right, right, right on. And um, the like, Satine starts telling us a little bit about the worm. Finally. And that essentially, um, oh, hang on, real quick. I was like, wait, where's this moment when <laughs> Khonshu crushes Set? Yes. Like Conan's like, cool, <laughs> snake's gone. And like, finally, you see uh, um, Moon Knight look up, and he just says like, holy shit, and it's like, you know, like like bleeped out uh-huh. and Conan's like indeed <laughs> indeed like, indeed yes yes it is holy shit <laughs> it's pretty badass we find out that like essentially like in some dimensions there is a snake god and in other dimensions there's a worm god and those two are constantly like battling one another for like is control this, of dimensions this is Zub 
Yeah. It sounds like Zub is like kind of cleaning house. Like I'll bet in like classic Marvel stuff, like they referenced a worm or a snake and it's like, no, 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 no. It's all the same thing, but like over here it's this and over there it's Well, that. they are and they aren't. They are two different entities. Right. It's just one tends to be in one dimension and one will be in another dimension. And like they are always vying for power and they do this really cool image of them like like intertwined with one another, yes. each eating each other's tails. Right, right, right. Like the classic image of the snake eating its own tail. Yeah, this exactly. this time it's a worm. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, and the idea is that, like, the worm is coming. Because the, our four warriors helped to get rid of Set's foothold in this dimension, he's coming now. Now he can show up. And he does it. We see him a little earlier, and it's, like, not all that impressive. And then we see him arrive, and I'm like, oh, oh that is impressive. no, that's horrifying. Yeah. No, go away. <laughs> I'd rather deal with the snake god who looks like a snake. Right, this is This a, is a horror show. Yeah, this is a worm spell with a Y. This is, yeah, he's got, like, 12 mouths and, like, all the eyes and, like, way too many. He's got, he's, it's a lot of look. Yes. And I don't like him. Um, and then they battle and like, it's written from James Allison's perspective in which he was like, I was a writer and all this stuff in this life. And like, I wasn't able to, and he like uses the power of word to tell their tale. He's like, the words I have aren't enough to tell how awesome this was Yeah, because it was so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. All Um, right, Zub, I can't argue with that. Right. And they end up like killing the worm and like, they, they do so by like all of them, like joining forces and doing whatever and they realize that like there's an element of like you know sword and like you know fire and blah 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 and like space and stuff like that uh-huh. and then like Kanshu tells um, Moon Knight he's just like it's like Mark now now's the time I want you to take um, the piece of the moon that is an, that is and every moon that shall ever be okay and I'm like is that important like the moon of Titan or does he mean like e- each of Earth's moons? Like the moon. Okay. Like, like, like but like the like a multiversal moon. Right. Um the every moon. The, I guess it's either a multiversal moon, or if you think about it like the idea of like, you know, with like, you know, each setting moon or whatever. Yeah. Um, the he, all moon. And he has like this like crazy like moon weapon thing that he like summons that he like rips into the head of the great worm. Mm, it looks very much like a moon knight weapon. It is. It's very moon knighty. Um and then we see Njord. His ghost show up. Oh no! Who says that like he will fight, like he will like protect the valley from the worm, and so like Moon Knight gets him, and then like this big space arrow, this space ghost arrow shoots through him. Yeah, and they're able to like banish him back. Sweet. And like something happens to them as well, where they're all kind of set back to one another, like to where they go. Yeah. Conan like touches base with the priestess who's dying because like she had the power of a god within her, and like like is like she couldn't handle it, and Conan's like Set's dead. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, No, he's not. No. We just did this event where we killed him, but sure. Yeah, everybody goes home, and, um, uh, like, Agnes is back in the village that was, like, seemingly, like, you know, under some sort of curse. It's not. It's totally fine. It always was. Great. Oh. Oh. Uh, Solomon Cain, like, also goes back and, like, is hired to uh, go and hunt monsters which talk and walk like a man. He's like, right on. Okay. Let's do this. And then we touch base with Khonshu in that place beyond time. Yeah. And, like, he's sitting there, and out of his palm, he pulls Set. And Seth's like, dude, you spared me. He's <laughs> right. like, why? And he's like, because like if I if you are not here, then the worm will return. And oh. It's all about balance. And like Seth's like, dude, I would not have saved you. I would not have <laughs> spared you. I would have I would have killed you. Yeah, of course. Dude. And he's like, I know, but like that's what your role is. Right. Right. You're the snake. And then Seth's like, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat Moon Knight. I'm gonna go after him. And I'm like, right. dude, at least leave. And yeah. just leave and then think it to yourself. Like, no. I'm going to get him. No, I'm, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to warn him. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Moon Knight, like, is at home and he's nude. And, like, he's talking to Khonshu. And he's like, what have you done to me? And, like, 
he has like crazy eyes and yeah. he can see seemingly like all these ancient civilizations simultaneously. Oh, so I guess he can like bounce between them now. I something? don't know. I don't know. And then as a follow-up, because it's like, oh, cool, we kind of got the ending of each person's exactly. story. Um, we go back to the Thurian Age, to Volusia, <clears throat> where, like, a strange, be-robed, be-cloaked, like, figure arrives with, like, a gift um, to speak to the king of this castle that he's at. Yeah. And he's just like, cool. Like, the guy in the robe's like, hey, I know who you are, man. Like, everybody knows who you are, Cole. Cole? Oh no! <laughs> you know, conqueror yeah. of the Serpent Men. Mm-hmm. And he and he reveals himself to be James of Lemuria. And I'm like, are you another version of James? Like Allison? Right. Some, I don't know. But he brings in the crown of the worm, and the idea is that, like, no, it's cool, we're gonna bring him back anyway. Right. So it's a really cool, like, old school feeling adventure yeah. for Conan. And Moon Knight's in it as well. <laughs> and like it really somehow works. Right. Because it's just Moon Knight being like most of the characters you get, you throw them back there. You gotta have that. Oh no! Like you know, I don't understand your weird like old school ways. Moon Knight's, Moon Knight's like, like, I I deal with I don't a, care. a crazy ancient god. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, he's telling me to go here. I have to go here. I have to do this. So he's like way more on board for this crap. Right. And so like it really like the flow between the characters works. Uh, Agnes and, and Solomon Kane are simply there because of their association with the creator of Conan. Yes. Um, but I think there are nice additions, and I think it's like an educational opportunity for those of us who are less like aware of that universe. And I think, again, I think this is really a love letter uh, from Zub to this universe. And like, I think he did a really excellent job of balancing these characters and like really like putting the toys in the box, but also establishing this kind of cool multiversal element to Conan. Yeah. And also like, Hey, do you want to see that? Do you want to see more of these? Right. So I had a really good time and I'm looking forward to seeing more from Jim Zub. Yeah. Uh, Well, there you go. Cool. Uh, So you recommend it then? Yeah. I mean, if you like those kind of like, you know, big adventures that like, maybe it's not always all hack and slashing, but there is a lot of that going on. And maybe there is some of that like lore and history to it, but told in an, like an entertaining and like engaging way. I think you might dig this. Hmm. Uh, let's talk about some X-Men books. Uh, I know you read Excalibur. I did. You know, uh, you know. So let's talk about that right after some super chats. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ultra Hero says, this is my favorite channel on YouTube. Thank you very much. That is Ultra so sweet Hero. of you. That is very Thank nice. You. There's a lot of them. So we appreciate it. Uh, I've got deeper into comics because of this channel, and now I'm a Doctor Strange super fan. Thanks, Tiffany. Yay! <laughs> I don't apologize. That's awesome. For that. Uh, Philip Croy uh, says, <laughs> uh, anyone reading Strike Force? Wiccan's on it, so I guess I'll have to get the trade. That's funny. Uh, no, I'm not reading Strike Force, but Wiccan was. If you got to read books that Wiccan was in, then you have to read Death's Head, which was a miniseries that just finished up about a month or two ago. Uh, and Wiccan and Hulkling, I think, are both in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll also have to read Empire, which is the upcoming Marvel event, uh, which involves Wiccan going to the Kree or Skrull or whatever. Uh, so, uh, no, uh, Hulkling going to the to the scrolls. Uh, Silvery Cricket says, I, I know it, his, it isn't on anyone's radar, but Metal Men has been fantastic. The concept of the story seems to be Camp versus Edge with a really compelling take. I've heard uh, mixed feelings about Metal Men. I'm glad someone's enjoying it. Nice. Um, what was it? Rory uh, Groth says, Stoked my new schedule this semester lets me catch this live. Oh, yay! Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Sal, would you recommend Silver Surfer Black? I picked it up, uh, the first issue, saw Null, and immediately <laughs> dropped it. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. It's a really, really, like, fine love letter to, like, Space Stanley. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Stan once said that, like, Silver Surfer was his favorite character. I oh. see why he would say that uh, mm-hmm. after having, you know, because it's an opportunity for Stan to, like, become a writer as opposed to, like, 
you know, whatever he thought he was. Uh, but yeah, no, I dug it, man. I loved it. It was a good book, uh, despite no. Uh, authentic apathy. Hey, what'd you think of Picard? Uh, I didn't watch it yet, but uh, I did read the red, I did watch the Red Letter Media breakdown of it, in which the show apparently sucks. No, we haven't yet, but like we're also kind of waiting for more of it to come out before committing to a yeah another subscription service. No, I'm not paying for CBS All Access. So much more. Uh, also, Tiffany, I love your hoodie. Also, when is Letters Page coming back? Also, hi Danielle. Uh, yeah, it's a great hoodie. Uh, it would be on our store, but we closed the T Public store, uh, so. Forget that. We will eventually have a replacement for it, but for now, no T-Public store. Uh, the only place you can get a Comic Pop shirt is actually below these videos. There's like a Teespring yeah. shop that has Harbor Patrol, our shirts in every variety, in, in black and white, yes. and uh, a little mini poster as well. Uh, so check that out there for now. Uh, but we'll get more as we go. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, and Letters Page will be back soonish. Hashtag goat, you want this book, and you live in the continental United States, and you're going to stay until the end of the show. And you just want a, a one of 100 variant cover here. Mm -hmm. There's only 100 of these. I'm holding one of them. I have another one. So there's only 99 of these. There's only 98 of them. There's only, well, no, this is one of the 99. Yeah, that's the 100. Oh. See what I'm saying? Fair enough. Adam Groves, glad you found time to read Conan, Tiffany. I did. Uh, Zberm, uh, here's for keeping here. Here's for keeping on being awesome. We'll keep on. We will. Being awesome. You too, Zberm. Hopefully. Taylor Pester, hey guys, just got home from the morning shift at work. Sorry about that. Uh, did you read Shazam this past this past week? I can't believe the book has been on time these past few weeks. I've not. I can't believe that either. It's it goes to show. My assumption was that it was being deliberately delayed. Uh, I'm happy that it's out. I understand it's really like ramping up towards the return of a classic character that everybody really loves. Um, he can, he can punch reality and he can punch my interest in that book right out the window. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. Um, and Eddie Eckenberg says, take my money, please. Gladly. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Eddie. No, thank you very much, man. Uh, the fake Grant Morrison's here, uh, saying Zdarsky's doing an, a <laughs> four issue, what? Just that, the fake Grant Morrison. Yeah. It's funny. Hey, what's going on? Um, Zdarsky's doing a four issue FF X-Men mini. I wish he'd done the FF run considering how great two and one was. Slots run wasn't bad, but two and one was an overall more satisfactory reintroduction to FF with only half the members. Yeah, I agree. I've always been singing the praises of two and one. I think it's an amazing series. It's the, it was the best fantastic four book and ultimately a mistake because it made slots run look pale by comparison. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to Zdarsky's FF X-Men run because not only will it be important, but it will also be incredibly well written. It's not like empire where I'm like, like, oh, Al Ewing. Oh, and Dan Slott too. Like, oh, like right. I don't know if that's gonna mesh well. Like, especially given what he's been doing with with uh, with, with Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. Zdarsky coming back to Fantastic Four and contributing to the Hickman, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, is exciting. Valentino G. Last week's back issues was great. Can they all last two and a half hours from now on? <laughs> no, I don't no. think the show can't support that much. We can't. I'm issues, sorry, but uh, I promise you. You know, we, we're doing what we can. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Estel, uh, Saud Althani, Jim's up good, Mark Wade bad. Got it. <laughs> uh, I love Mark Wade, and he, listen, I was talking about this literally with a, with a colleague of mine the other day. We were walking back to the bus, and I was like, man, Mark Wade, like, lately, woof. Like, I would not give Mark Wade any books for a while. Uh, I would put him in charge of DC, but I would not give him, like, a Doctor Strange book. Um, but what I would do, like... Mark Wade gets to go to the Undying Lands because he wrote Kingdom Come. Yeah. Like it's he's Sam he's Samwise Gamgee. Like he held the ring for a minute. He gets to go. 
You wrote Kingdom Come. Now, that doesn't even like compare to the fact that like Mark Wade also wrote a killer flash run. The reason you like Wally West is probably because of Mark Wade. Like Mark Wade is a great writer and has written other stuff. But he also wrote Kingdom Come, which means that's it. Yeah. He gets a pass. He also wrote Birthright. Incredible. Yeah. But no, it's true. But, you know, yeah. But as of late. But as of late. Not been great. But Jim Zub's great. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's jump into more. Uh, Excalibur is a thing. Yeah. Um, this is this is the magic one. This is I like this one a lot. I know, I know. Now, and we've had some debate, and I want the chat to help uh, help me out with this because I didn't look it up. Um, I know that some of these books have like a have like a terminal date on them. Is Excalibur over? I have no idea because I think like was the, it a six issue miniseries? Well, it did it feel like it wrapped up? We did wrap up. No, I mean like did it feel like it had an end, like a definitive end? I mean. This the end of the. I mean, this could definitely keep going, but I could also see them just being like, just hold this information in the back of your head as X Men continues on. I'm sure. Like, I could absolutely see that as well. Like, yeah. it could literally go either way, but it doesn't end with like a the end. Bum bum bum. No, no. Well, probably because if the pre order sales are good, it won't end. Right, but like literally, this could have been the end of like just being like, okay, cool. This is gonna feed into this. That's that. that. You know, you know that. And right. If you're not reading Excalibur, you know what other people don't know now. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Okay. So, um, this book opens kind of where the, la- the other one ended, where uh, Rogue killed Apocalypse. Yes. That happened. He's dead. He's dead. And he's been brought back. Okay. <laughs> because he's part of the government, he gets to skip the line. Oh. Well, who was in front of him, did they say? I don't know. They just said, like, he gets to go to the front of the line, so who knows? All right. So, like, and it's funny, because, like, Professor X gives him a hard time before he gives him his memories back. Really? Like he yells at him. He like, says, "Like I admit, I admit to being disappointed by in your use of uh, our mastery over death for your own ends." Because mm. that's exactly what he's done here. Um, so when he like gets his memory back and like he's all like good to go and he's all naked, uh, he's greeted by Jamie Braddock, who like gives him his like vestments back. Okay. And then we cut to like the other world where like um, Morgan Le Fay is waging war against the White Witch. Yes. And um, that's when like. The Excalibur team like shows up and like they're there to kick ass and take names. And uh, I mean, they're going for it and like they're doing well. And like Rogue is ready to cut loose because like she's not only Rogue, but she's also like Apocalypse at the same time. Right. Um, And then Apocalypse shows up and is like, hey guys. Hey, I'm back too. Hey. Like, and he has like a walking stick because he's still, he's weak. Oh. It's like, it's interesting. It's neat to see him like humbled in that sense. Yeah. And he's like, hi, I'm I'm ready to help. And like, he's like, here's what we're going to do. Betsy. I'm going to go talk to Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can barely walk. I should go talk to her. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. This is my job. Right. So he goes over there and he's like, hey, what's up? So like, you know, this isn't going to go well for you. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking instead of having like an all out war, what we'll do is we'll have our champions fight. Yeah. So like, Whoa. Betsy can fight her brother to the death. Right. Apocalypse loves to make other people fight. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like, they agree to it. They're, okay. They're, like, cool. And, like, not Betsy. Like, it's just more, it's like, <laughs> yeah! Sounds good! So, yeah. like, they, they decide to do that. And it's, it's you know, it's kind of cool because um, Rogue and Betsy have, like, a little moment between the two of them where, like, they're just, like, she's reassuring him. She's like, Apocalypse isn't going to have you kill your own brother. He's got something up his sleeve. Why sure. would they, why would she think that? I don't know. I guess because, like, because of some of his other, like, um, actions more recently. Right, have shown him to be a little bit more altruistic. Or that, like, there's something more to this plan that, that would not be that. I don't right. know. By the way, the series is solicited through at least issue nine. There you go. That makes sense. 
Well, it doesn't, it doesn't, because, like, literally, I could have had this ended here, and I would have been, like, fine. Maybe it'll be over for you. Because, like, well, no, no, I'm going to keep going, because I enjoyed it, but, like, I like endings like what happened in this. Yes. Like, so, like, for me, it was very satisfying. Right, right, Like, it was very, like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, it's it's kind of fun to see Rogue, like, having friends. Yeah. You know? So, they're having, like, a moment, and then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Apocalypse shows up, he's like, it's time for the duel, and, like, Morgan's like, so... This is stupid because, like, your champion isn't going to fight to the death. Right. And mine will. And, like, she can't die. Mm. Truly. So, it's like, it's not really a fight. Right. Well, then why'd you agree to it in the first place? Well, she agreed because she's like, I'll win. Well, okay. Well, except Betsy can't die. Right. But, like, well, she can because she can fall, but then she'll be resurrected. Exactly. So there's no point to it. Right. But he'll still win the combat. Ah, I see. He'll have killed her and that's what matters. Okay. Um, Apocalypse is like wheeling and dealing. So like Jubilee is riding on Shogo, who's a dragon. Yes. And um, he can't use his dragon fire because that could weaken the world and such. Okay. And um, he like she's like flying. She's like, oh, she's getting closer to make sure that like Betsy's okay. And like Apocalypse comes to her in her mind and is like, hang on, don't interfere with the duel, but like hang around because I'm gonna I'm gonna need Shogo's flames. Like it's, it's, it's just hang on there. It's rare to see uh, Jubilee actually using her sunglasses. <laughs> it's bright. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the two of them fight, and um, like Betsy's not gonna kill Brian. Brian, like she ends up like hitting him in his like little face mask thing. She uses her shield against him. She unswords, like she takes his sword. She disarms him. That's the word. She disarms him. Oh. Takes his sword away, and then they're like fumbling for the sword, and it ends up like going through him. Oh no! Not j- not Brian. Not Brian Braddock. Yeah. And then, like, we see that Jamie Braddock's also there. Oh, yeah. And, like, of course he is. And then, like, because of, like, the fact that, like, you know, they technically won, but, like, they want the army to go away that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, they use Shogo's fire to make them, like, flee and stuff like that. Sure. And, like, Betsy's like, oh, my God. Like, he's dying. He's, like, dying. He's dead. Like, what are we going to do? How yeah. are we going to fix this? And, like, Morgan's really upset. And then, like, uh, Apocalypse is like, okay, well, my champion won, so I'm going to put uh, Jamie Braddock on the throne. Okay. So, because he's got the right bloodline, so that's who I pick, and that's who's going to be on the throne, and that's that's how it's going to be. And, like, Morgan's supposed to go into exile, and then Jamie puts, like, a cage around her, and mm-hmm. he's like, you know, you're going to exile, but we didn't say where. Oh. Where's and, she going? Well, you'll find out. Um, then Betsy, like, threatens to um, make him a eunuch, and, or make Jamie a eunuch if, she, if he doesn't bring Brian back. Sure. And so they bring Brian back. Like, that's the whole... Oh, yay. That was the whole plan, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then everybody leaves and goes home, <laughs> and Rogue is back to being Rogue, and he, or she and Gambit are in uh, a Krakoan hot tub. Awesome. Uh, it is awesome. And, um, she basically talks about how, like, when, like, they were in the lighthouse, that, like, she heard that everybody had nightmares, and he's like, I didn't, because I never slept while I was there, because oh. I was watching over you. Mm-hmm. And he, and she's like, that's sweet, but I did. Right. And, like, in the nightmare, it was about... Um, oh, like she was on like a like a table, and like she was being like like poked and prodded, and like you know, kind of you know experimented on by like the professor in Forge. Oh, about how like everyone's meant to have babies, but like could Rogue even have a baby? Right, or would she kill it? And if she can't have a baby, then what is she doing? As part of like this whole like Krakoan rule set. Oh, whatever. Like, Come on. But that's like, but, but yeah, that's what. But it's in Rogue's yeah, mind. Yeah, that's what she saw. And yeah. like. You know, Gambit's like, just takes it. He just holds her and he's just like, I mean, Rogue, if you want to have a baby, I mean, we could try. Like, yeah. We could just try all the time. Right, yeah. 
And she's like, I don't. And like, the point is that Rogue's like, even if I could, I don't know if I want one. Right. She's like, you know, we've been like on and on, on again, off again so much. Like, I just want to be with you. Yeah. And like, it's just cute. It's just a nice moment. Yeah. And like, and then it's cute because like, then they're obviously going to, you know, do what Gambit wanted to do in the first place. And it's just, well, and it's, they're, they're just going to, they're just going to follow the law. Yeah, exactly. One and of it's the three just, laws. It's a really sweet, well-written scene between the two of them. It's nice. Um, and then we check in with Brian and Betsy and like Brian's crying and he's holding a sword. Mm-hmm. She's like, what's up? He's like, I had a dream. And like, much like, I guess, how Captain Britain was chosen before, which I don't know. Right. It's like, there was a dream where like um, Merlin and Roma came to him. And like, there's the option of like, do we take the sword or the amulet? And those who are worthy to be Captain Britain always take the amulet. And he was just like, I didn't know if I was worthy. And like, I was so mad about what Morgan had done to me. And she's like, ruined me as a person that I took the sword mm. because like, I shouldn't be your Captain Britain or I was so mad. And like, so he's like, I can't be Captain Britain anymore. Right, of course. And she's like, no, no, it's cool. And he's like, also, like, if I became Captain Britain again and you're Captain Britain, like, you would, like, they would mock you or, like, they would, like... You know, yeah, they'd say you were the fake Captain right, Britain. Right, because you're a mutant. And he's like, I don't want to do that to you either. Mm -hmm. But the issue is, is that the sword responds to him mm. and makes him into a Captain Britain. Okay. And then she ends up giving, like, Betsy just gives him back his amulet and she, <laughs> he takes, he gives the sword to her and he tells her to hide it because it's, like, not, it's, don't, no. Don't don't use this. It's not good. Okay. Then we check in in like the other world, where King Jamie Braddock is and Apocalypse is, mm -hmm. and like it's revealed that Apocalypse is like doing a dissection on Morgan Le Fay. Oh crap! And she's alive. Oh no! And like he's trying to figure some crap out, and there's like some like a little uh, breakdown of his like grimoire of Apocalypse at the end, where he's talking about needing an, a, a mega a mega level mutant. Mm -hmm. Like he needs at least one of these for his methodology, uh -huh. and it's Jamie Braddock. Right. Um, a mutate uh, assistant of advanced age, which I uh, looked it up. It's it's Exodus. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then parts of Krakoa. So he's doing something. Right. And like, that's right. For me, that's, that's an ending. Yeah. Yeah, that is an that's ending. That's an ending. Yeah. Like, ooh. Go get more issues. Fine. But like, that's why I was like, if it ended here, That'd be cool. I'm good. Because yeah. that is messed up. Yeah. And like, it says in the, like, in the notes... That it's just like, you know, you could call this an autopsy, but she's alive. She's very much alive while I'm doing this. Right. I was like, uh, you are creepy. Yeah. Well, he's got to get those uh, those old uh, those old horsemen back. I think, that, yeah, this is exactly what he's trying to work on. But, like, everybody had a role to play. Right. Except for Gambit. No. Gambit was just there. He's like. Well, you're going to use Grove. He needed a, a thief. Yeah. So he didn't end up using him, but, mm -hmm. like, it was, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> That's cool. I'll, I'll grant you that. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Gleason says, with the end returning to Marvel, will there be any issues uh, of the end on GBO or back issues? Will there be a Christmas special sketch this year? Uh, we could bring back the end. The ends are usually a little longer than most, so it wouldn't be the GBU series, but I might consider doing the end on the channel. I, I haven't really, I, I don't know how, I don't have many the ends that are worth a damn. Mm. So it'll be tough. Um, but I do have, I think I've, I, I don't have all of Marvel the end, which is the one I would do. Um, and, uh, we'll see about the Christmas thing. I want to do a Christmas special. I do too. But, uh, you know. Uh, Kane's World says, here's some support since I can't watch the stream until YouTube fixes their app. Daniel, please remove my name from consideration of the giveaway. Shrine oh. on the dudes. Thanks, Kane World. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why the app isn't working for everybody. If you're using the app, you're probably having, uh, interruptions. We've asked Team YouTube multiple times to intervene. They have not, and I doubt they will anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and, uh, S, uh, uh, Saud Althani says, Wade has great concepts these days, but the writing's blah, mm -hmm. but you can see the greatness there. Yeah, you can see that he's, like, well, he's a good writer. So, like, you can see the, the technique is there. The, the craft is there. It's just, the, like, meh. And I think it's just because he's running out of ideas. 
I no, I think he has some ideas. I think he's like, struggling to get those ideas to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also mentions uh, Jamie has, for the first time, for me at least, become likable. Yeah, like he's kind of like he's more impish in this than mm-hmm. he would be like a jerk. Right. Like he's like acting like he's not going to bring his brother back, and he is. Like he obviously like that was the plan from the get go, and that's what he was going to do. But like he like has to nudge Betsy a little bit. Like, right. He can't just give it to her and be nice. No. But like. He's going to do it. He sure. doesn't go like, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. So. Uh, and uh, the gray initiate uh, says, uh, any recent trades that are worth getting? I fell off floppies for monetary reasons and I'm missing my comics. The House of X uh, hardcover is my first buy in months. Yeah. Nice. Well, that would be a major buy because there's it's so like, much book and it's kind of expensive. It's a great uh, buy. But yeah, yeah, no, I actually just bought a bunch of trades. Uh, I got the uh, Absolute Carnage trade. I would say Life um, Story. Life Story is absolutely a trade you must have. Uh, if you're a Spider-Man fan at all. If you're not a Spider-Man fan, you're not going to like it. Mm, that's um, true. But, uh, but yeah, uh, and actually I have a recommendation at the end of this episode that uh, has a trade that's coming out. There have uh, been a lot of great stories, and I think it really just depends on what it is that you're looking for. Because mm-hmm. it's like if you're an indie fan, like they brought out the first trade of Die, yeah. which was really incredible. Um, and Silver Surfer Black is also available. Yeah. Um, so I checked out those. Yeah. Uh, Vidal Ruiz, love everything y'all do. I've uh, seen every GBU and Harbor Patrol multiple times. So sweet. That's really nice. Thank, Thank you. you. And almost every back issues, who is Gunther and when and how did that idea come about? <laughs> uh, Gunther. I forgot about Gunther. Yeah, I don't really use him very much. It's, it was it was complicated and hard to do. And so I don't, I didn't like doing it. I was okay. just like, it's just, it's just faster if I don't do him. I think if you I don't could use do it more anymore. easily now. Yeah, I could probably use him a lot more easily. Uh, Gunther was a, a throwaway character that was in, I believe, our episode for uh, Avengers the Infinity Unity or Union. Uh, it's really technically called Avengers Along Came a Spider, but that's the episode we did where we introduced Gunther. Uh, the idea was that Gunther was just like this half robot man who was like annoying and I like the idea that, like, Gunthar was, like, an analog for the trolls that come on our channel and will actually us. So Gunthar, for a time, was, like, the fact checker on the channel. He would pop up, and he'd be like, actually, what you're saying is wrong, or, like, actually, you have some other things to say, or, like, would elaborate on some points. Uh, but I found it was just distracting, and most people were just kind of confused by him, so I made him go away. Um, but that's him. Check him out. Uh, it's really fun. Hashtag goat. You want, a fr- you want a free copy of this 1 out of 100 variant of Quantum and Woody? It's dope. Check it out. Uh, Sad Alfani says, praise Blue Daddy. Uh, yeah. Did you drop it? No, I almost did. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't drop fine. it. I was about yeah, to say no, die. Apocalypse is like, yeah. yeah. I was about to say die. Also, the Venom Trades by Donny Cates or maybe Doomsday Clock. That's out soon, right? Uh, I actually checked. Apparently, the Doomsday... Oh, I've been asking people. The Doomsday Clock book isn't... The full one? Yeah, like all 12. Because you can get like issues one through six or eight or whatever. It sucks. Uh, and then the ne- like, my assumption is a full trade won't be available till like October mm-hmm. or some dumbass thing like that. It should be out literally now. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, but fine. But yeah, so it- it'll be a while. Uh, and we have a lot. We have a lot more. We'll get into them in a minute because right now I want to talk about uh, Batman. Uh, yeah, Batman eighty seven. Let's do it. I you you had the other book up and I was literally about to be like yo ho and I'm glad I didn't. Because- <laughs> doesn't really work here at as as much no um yeah uh i'm just getting it up here getting up the picture where the hell did it go oh well <laughs> just look at apocalypse instead yeah whatever um look you can go there it is get out of here yeah my batman episode picture isn't there i don't think you have it oh there it is nope nope no batman screw it uh, Batman 87 from Time in the Fourth, and, uh, who, who, who drew this? 
Guillaume March or Gillum March. Uh, man, so okay, uh, in this story, you know, uh, Tynan had mentioned that, like, with his run, Deathstroke's gonna be the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, in his first issue, holy crap, uh, he fights Deathstroke and his band of bad guys who have who have nefarious bad guy plans yeah. uh, in store for. Um, What's it called for uh, for Gotham? Mm-hmm. Because of course uh, they retcon that Batman is like a little bit of an architect, and he had these ideas for Gotham, and Alfred always wanted him to use them. So now that Alfred's dead, Batman's like, "Hey, I want to do something about this. Yeah, and I'm going to implement it, and I'm going to use my wealth and power to like fast track it. So it, it's not so it's not like the Scott Snyder run where he was going to do that already. It's more like he's already done it, and so like things are already being built. And uh, and that, that that really that really puts a bee in someone's bonnet, and so they sent Deathstroke and some bad guys to to disrupt his plans. Yeah. Batman immediately defeats... There's five of them. It's like a hand. I know. Uh, Batman defeats all of them easily and then uh, puts them all into a special Supermax that is built for the GCPD. I think that's hilarious because in Scott Snyder's run, uh, Batman offers to build a new prison for the GCPD, but they say no because nobody's taking handouts from wealthy aristocrats like Bruce Wayne, but this time they did. So here's another reference to the Scott Snyder run. Okay. (laughs) But uh, this time they did and it fails because of course it does because Deathstroke's the main bad guy for the series. Right. Uh, also, there's some throwaway bullshit with the Penguin, who is even more grotesque than ever before. He and, is a uh, horror show. And, uh, Both of them are, though. Yeah, Be- Penguin and Riddler. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a year of the villain uh, tie-in in which Riddler decides to stop being the Riddler. Uh, Tynan's like, nope. And so he doesn't. And so he's back to being the Riddler, but he's more gross and emaciated than ever before. He's been up for like... 30 days or something like a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. So he's out of his mind. Yeah. He's, he's crazy and gross. It's really funny to see Penguin with all of those umbrella based weapons. Yes. I love that. He has like all of the web, like all of his umbrellas. He's like, once you see them, you're like, Oh my God, Penguin's kind of stupid. No, it's (laughs) funny. No, it is really funny. He has like grenades with like what looks like penguin, like or umbrella, like, stabby parts at the top yep. of it like I'm like no it's really like it's fun it's a fun image there's like a nuclear umbrella yeah and and, and more um like a hazard one yeah so the bad guys escape from from arca or from from gotham and uh and Gore, and, and uh what's his name uh, bullock is commissioner of gotham right now he's like standing he's standing because uh gordon who guffaws is uh is under lock and is key guffawing. yeah uh he's <laughs> under lock and key at the hall of justice um Batman smashes one of the assassins with a friggin' Mack truck. And, uh, and Cheshire. She, yeah, Cheshire. And she reveals that, like, you know, there's more to come. He doesn't do it. He just doesn't warn her. Well, <laughs> that's like saying that Batman doesn't kill people, but he doesn't have to save them. That's the same thing. He sma- <laughs> He said something like, watch out. Like, he didn't even, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I guess that truck was not going that fast. But they were. She is. She goes in. I know. It's like, but like, you be the, the judge. She would not be. She wouldn't be alive to have the, the conversation that they she have. wouldn't be alive if she hit the truck that hard. Yeah, maybe she's really dense. Yeah, maybe that's one of her powers is that she's just so dense, like like this book. Um, oh yeah. So then, uh, Penguin took over the Gotham City Police Department and like yeah. end the super. What like, I like about that is like, oh, like you know, uh, Deathstroke's like, cool. All right, we're out now, and now we're gonna leave, and we're not gonna kill you yet, Bullock, because there's our like a thing for you to be doing in this yep, book. Yep, there's a role for you to play. And then, like, and then he Penguin's, goes to open the door and, and like, the door open. opens. He's like, what the hell? And then Penguin's like, nah, nobody expects Penguin. <laughs> and he's not wrong. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna stop reading this book. <laughs> he has, like, a 
lot of weapons. It's so stupid. Uh, like, here's the thing. Penguin, like, I love the idea. Like, I love the Titans, like, screw it. I'm using Penguin. And I think that's a great idea. Um, the Deathstroke thing bores me to tears. The uh, the, the new Gotham idea, mm-hmm. another waste of time for me, especially since we know the time jump's coming for 5G. Don't care about that. Like, can't get excited. I Because it's an interim run, there's nothing getting me excited. Like, maybe if the trade's finished, I'll read it. But, like, that's not going to help. But Batman doesn't need my help to sell. Right. Like, I, don't, I, I think what I like about this is it is... Um very much a like just a here's a fun little yes. adventure except it's not because alfred's not here like it's always it's never just like here's something you're gonna it's, enjoy well, it's, it's always a, like it's here's a, something else asterisk no but like he has to he has to like he can't just ignore i know he can't well he like, could no not if he wants to keep working yeah but like you know like, i'm it, sure it there's is... another company that has red in their scheme who would be happy to take Tyne in the Fourth? Yeah, he yeah, well. Name two books that would J- that James Tyne in the Fourth could write for Marvel right now. Doctor Strange, right? Because it's magic based, <laughs> and Ghost Rider. Oh, he could do that. Boom! You just gave James Tyne in the Fourth a job. I would also maybe like I, I would challenge him with this a little bit, but like maybe he could do a Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd love to see he that. Did so like well with Detective. Yeah, no, he he does. You need a. Ki- I would love to see him on Avengers because he can juggle rosters yeah. and characters. His his detective run is proof positive he can be like, oh, an ensemble? Here you go. Right, but like Detective was kind of a ragtag group. That's true. You read, and that's you, why I was thinking like Guardians. Yeah. Maybe you could do West Coast Avengers. Oh, those... <laughs> I, would love, I would love that anyway. I mean, that'd be really fun. Anyway, it's all me just saying I don't want to read this Batman book anymore. Okay. I will, but... Fine. You're like, I'm going to, yeah. but I don't have to be happy about it. Uh, <laughs> it could be. It could be better. Is all I'm saying. Um, but, you know, it's there. Uh, jumping back into the Super Chats really quick. Uh, Menav Vora says, Love you guys. Wanted to show support. Uh, do you, you guys know of any cool horror-esque DC Marvel superhero stories released in the 2010s besides Immortal Hulk? Superhero? St- oh, that's superhero well, Justice League Dark, well, Witching yeah. Hour. Yeah, I was, yeah, you're right. The, especially the early stuff of Justice League Dark. There's a lot of horror going on yeah. in that. I mean, like, it's very... It's more on the spectrum of superhero, but then, like, Tynan will just hit you right in the face. Yeah. With some, some straight-up horror. And I might even say, you know what? Like, Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, there was. Had a lot had, a, that? It, it had some horror elements. Yeah. And also, all the tie-ins really played up that horror well, I was, element. I was going to say, um, Carnage, but... Oh, Absolute Carnage. No! Jer- uh, uh, J- Jerry Conway's run on Carnage. Yeah. Not technically superhero. No, but you'd love it. It's yeah, got superheroes in it. Man Wolf. <laughs> He's fighting evil by moonlight. Yeah. A woo. A woo. Uh, Jack O'Connell, love you guys. Found Excalibur's ending really gross. Human dissections just really freak me out. <laughs> well, she's not a human, so. She's not technically. She's a witch I, or something. But hey, I, I, no, I, I see what you mean. But that's why, like, for me, that was such an ending. I was like, ooh. What it a, is. What a gut punch. Oh, what a gut dissection. <laughs> Michael Patterson got my goodies packet from Patreon. Thank you all so much. I love them all. Don't thank me. You paid for it, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for, you know, for being a patron, man. Uh, Death of the Inhumans was a great touch, by the way, Sal. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're a patron and you want to jump into the Golden Age era of the... Actually, you can't because it's a... Sm- the, all the slots are filled. Yeah. But uh, one of these days, maybe I'll expand it. But, like, for now, I'm doing a... Every two months, I give... I send out a box full of trades that are handpicked by me. Uh, along with sometimes like a toy or an additional Funko Pop or something like that. Um, but it's all books that I think like you're going to enjoy, and it's a big spectrum of, of stuff. Uh, so thank you very much for, for, for giving it a shout, and uh, I'm glad you're digging it. 
Ben Bastion, I've been watching a lot of X-Men on Disney Plus show. Uh, it's super cool, ages pretty well. Uh, what run of Quantum and Woody would you recommend apart from the new one? The original one. Uh, the, like, the, 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 rich, the, the first run was, it's all collected in trade, so it's easy to get. Mm. Although I will say, like, the new Valiant, like 2011, that was actually pretty good. There's not a really bad run for Quantum and Woody. Although I prefer like classic and the and this Hastings book was it, it's a you're everyone's gonna be like, Oh, I love Quantum and Woody <laughs> And it's like, yeah, because of what Hastings did. Uh, Taylor Pester says, Am I the only one that links that thinks Wonder Woman seven fifty is the best of the three big anniversary issues that DC put out? Action's a very close second. Action trounced detective in a big way. Uh, Wonder Woman was also excellent. Hashtag goat. Get this book. Uh, Wonder Woman was great. It's so long, I don't have time to talk about it. I'll just say, I got the 90s variant. I didn't even see this because you just brought it here and then yeah. that was like it. It just disappeared out of... Out I of... got the 90s variant. I think that's Brian Boland's It word. is so 90s that I didn't recognize that it was a new I book. When I, you was like, it, like, I was like, I was they like, could what? do it. They could always bring it back. This is proof that it could... It, like, it Except never... I didn't see the back. Right. Which automatically gives it away. Yes, but yeah. Um, good stuff, by I'd the like way. To read this. An, yeah, you should. You take it. You know, it's an excellent book, uh, but we didn't have time to talk about it. Um, so, thank you. Um, what was I going to say? I think that's everybody. Okay, uh, really quick. Um, Batman Superman number six uh, from Josh Williamson and David Marquez mm-hmm. is like the denouement of the entire run. It's like here's the not the run, but like the the, the arc with the Batman who laughs infecting random people. This story is literally just like. Batman and Superman screwed up because they thought that they could do a book with just the two of them that involves the greater DC universe and all their colleagues in the Justice League and not include them and it blew up in their faces and now like some of their colleagues are missing or like seemingly permanently damaged by the Batman who laughs and so they basically come up with a new plan that involves like keeping everyone in the loop because the Batman who laughs expected them both to like lie to all their friends and like well, go I, on a merry adventure by themselves to be fair of that team 50 percent of them might yeah but the other one right the fact that they didn't include wonder woman she was like well, what i meant the like hell? superman like that doesn't strike me as his like no but he wanted he was like we're gonna play it we're, we're gonna we're gonna, gonna play, play the, batman's way we're play the bat way that's right which doesn't make any sense because we're fighting the batman who laughs why would we do that um, Art's pretty cool oh it's david marquez the, the art is the art is incredible it's gorgeous his superman is still under construction, but everything else is just gorgeous. David Marquez is freaking amazing. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they referenced the whole Tynan run. Like they're they're literally building in Park Row where the Waynes were killed. Like they're they're building stuff. Like the Batman who laughs built his Batcave under Crime Alley, and they're filling it in. They're like, screw you. Uh, it's good stuff. It's it's it was a, I love these kinds of issues because it's a lot of talking, it's a lot of character work, yeah. not a lot of action, but you do get a lot of it. You get some beautiful double page splashes wow. of Wonder Woman kicking ass. You got Superman and Batman being Superman and Batman, looking like Superman and Batman. They talk to Gordon a lot. Gordon is just like he he throws their weaknesses and his and his uh, his his thoughts at them. I'm very disappointed. I don't get to see Gordon interact with Superman. It's something you never get to see. I'd love to see more of that. Uh, this is like Gordon at his worst, mm-hmm. uh, but now you now you know why Bullock is in charge, uh, and then they tease what's to come, which is of course that uh, that um, uh, Rachel Ghoul and General Zod are teaming up. Oh, which is like yeah, cool. Sure. Because okay. because Zod wants the so Lazarus Pits to resurrect Candle. How are they going Kandor. to fix Gordon? 
With uh, with a hand wavy explanation, I'm sure. Maybe they'll put him in the Lazarus pit. Maybe they'll kill him and then put him in the Lazarus. It'd be pit. interesting if the Lazarus pit like cured people of their bullshit, like from the <laughs> from the Batman who laughs. I would be okay with that. Um, by the way, uh, I recommend this book. It's one of the best Bat books. Come, it's certainly the best Superman book <laughs> coming out right now. Uh, everyone is in character. The only problem is the Batman who laughs, but thankfully he's not in it anymore until he comes right back yeah because that's that gravy train's never gonna stop yeah yeah we got well, we got statues to sell of the batman who laughs uh what else you got oh i was looking up like someone said they got a variant cover from an artist so i kind of wanted to see it mm. um let's just like i'm gonna very briefly chat about this book because we haven't really talked about it yeah. here and i don't want to like go over like it's really only one issue that we missed talking about but it's uh john constantine hellblazer oh yeah um this is the third issue of the um, Simon Spurrier uh, series, the Sandman Universe DC Black Label book. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. what? Yes, it's not Vertigo. No, it's not it's Vertigo. everything else. It's all about that. Um, this really wrapped up in a really amazing package. Like, the first issue, I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is cool and, like, gritty, and I really like the world and stuff like that. The second issue, I was like, okay, this is neat. Cool mystery. Seeing John have to deal with, like, Anything is amazing, mm -hmm. um, the way that Spurrier is writing him. Yep. Seeing John have to deal with, like, mass transit is spectacular. Sure. Uh, it's awesome. Seeing John dealing with tech as well is, is fantastic. Yeah. But this issue really, like, wrapped up the little story. He was, like, this mini, like, part of the story that he was doing. Like, the case that John was on. Cool. Really, really well. And, like, in a way where it was, like, John Constantine, like, doing sort of the right thing, but, like, in all the worst ways possible. Yep. And it was just like, it just felt so excellent to read um, Spurrier, I believe, being uh, British. A Brit, yeah. English, whatever I'm supposed to say Englishman. in terms of that. Yes. Um, it, it just writes him so well. Like, the, like, is colloquialism yeah. the correct word there that he uses? Yes. Are, are so phenomenal. And I don't know what they are most of the time, but like, <laughs> it makes it have that authenticity to it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I there's do. just something very authentic about the way John speaks, about the way everyone uh, around him is speaking, mm -hmm. and it makes it just that much more natural. The world that they live in is a place I never want to be. Right. <laughs> and I love that that's so fair. much. Like it's just you feel kind of grimy when you're done. That's how you should that's it. how a, uh, how a constant book should always feel. Yeah, like you just like ooh Oh, okay. <laughs> When's the next issue coming out? Yeah, that's um, great. So I say, for me, it's a pickup. Um, again, it's delightful reading the British stuff. There is a character in who is Irish as well. So it's like, you got like all kinds of horrible accents that are going on in your head that you're like, none of these are correct. Of course. This is not right at all. And yeah. the art is just spectacular. Aaron mm. Campbell is like, nothing I've quite, I've seen. Um, it's a really refined version of like those, um, or refined, gritty, visceral version of this enhanced pencil kind of look. Yeah. Um, but like his monster designs are just next level. I love it. Cool. So, and also I like his Constantine. I like the way he looks and he's very like a lot of expression. Yeah. Also, he does some really amazing things, um, with sign language oh. because there's a character who's deaf. Okay. And like using sign language in the previous issue, starting it off like an issue two, like he's signing, um, which I don't know how to do. So I'm obviously not going to pretend like I can because it's right. going to look like I'm casting a spell. Yep. I don't offend anybody. <laughs> um, but he uses it like to as like almost like speech bubbles, but like they're panels. So it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. So it's just fun. It's just a fun book. Nice. 
Um, I, I forgot that Iron Man came out, but I didn't read it. Um, did you read Marauders? Yes. Good. Okay. Did you? Uh, no. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man uh, number thirty-eight uh, uh, by Nick Spencer and Ebon Coelho uh, is literally just uh, J. Jonah Jameson finds out that he is the originator of clickbait because, of course, he is. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson invented clickbaiting before clicking. Spider-Man, hero or menace? Find out more. Yeah. You won't believe who 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 robbed the First National Bank. Find out more. Like that's who he is. Uh-huh. Nora Winters brings him into like her her ripoff. We're just we're just very very slowly chipping away at all the at all the steps that J. J. Jameson needs to take to go back to the Daily Bugle. Right. I'm like I, I'm enjoying it because I like I think I know the trajectory and I'm like fine with that. You know, where each time. I'm like, you know, one time they were thinking about bringing him into Frontline. I'm like, just just have him come into Frontline and then change the freaking name and become the, da- the Daily Bugle again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they make fun of the fact that, like, bu- like Jameson is, like, they, they make a big thing about the news cycle and about, like, BuzzFeed and how, like, news is destroyed. And I'm like, that's really cool. And uh, the only thing that I'm, like, that I'm going to ding it on is that J. Jonah Jameson is a newsman and a man of integrity despite his, like, blowhardedness. Like, I, I feel bad that they, like, that... In the expedience for making a joke or having fun with J. Jonah Jameson, they lose who J. Jonah Jameson is. Mm. And so, like, and, and he, he is a blowhard and an asshole, but he also has a set of morals and integrity. And, like, he didn't become the publisher of the Daily Bugle because his dad left it to him. You know what I mean? Like, he knows what's up. And I, I, I'm, I'm, like, sad that they don't really deal with that too much. Um, that being said, Spider-Man's working with his stupid sister and he robs a bank because he's got to like, it's all part of a ridiculously circuitous scheme. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's top secret. It's all a bunch of spy stuff. And at the end of the day, Jameson learned like, cause Spider-Man robs a bank. Yeah. So Winters is like, this is your, this is your thing. You, this is your bread and, this is your bread and butter. Man. And of course, Jameson knows who Spider-Man is now and they're friends. And he's like promised that he's going to undo all the damage he's done to Spider-Man. And in his efforts to do it, he only makes Spider-Man's life worse. And, uh, which is like the new status quo. And it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, with this, uh, you know, he's like, he, he, he tracks down Spider-Man. He's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, and he tells him like, it's all spy stuff. I got to do this to get that, to do this. Yeah. And so Jameson creates a clickbait article about, like that that reveals those secrets that Spider-Man told Jameson. You know what I mean? Mm. Like so he's like I'll help you for the last thing I do Spider-Man and you're like that's funny I guess. Like <laughs> I'm having fun with that. It's it's a fun story. It has nothing to do with 2099. So I'm really enjoying it. Um it's real Spider-Man stuff. Um so I'm really digging it. The best part of it unfortunately is like the next issue's cover which I just adore. <laughs> and it's like Spider-Man facing off against Jay. It's mildly g- gross. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's it's just Jameson spitting <laughs> on Spider-Man's face. I just think it's great. It's Ugh. just it's just it's just awesome. All right. It's kind of nice to hear you like happily talking about spider-man yeah it's a good book and, and it's heading towards the direction i want it to go in finally like okay. it's actually going to cover like the kindred and all that other crap right right, uh, right. it's a lot of fun and, and it's clearly like spencer has a lot to say about like the about the world and he does it in a like he can't do it subtly but mm-hmm. he does do it and so that's cool okay. you know what i mean like he like Demetrius would find a really, really clever, subtle way to do it, mm. and Spencer can't. But right. he does do it 
well enough where the story is still a Spider-Man story. It's not just like, no, Spencer hits the freaking brakes and he's like, now I'm going to talk about clickbait. Here, here's a full page where I talk about clickbait. Right. And I'm like, right on. And you made like the living laser, like uh, a troll against Captain America. Like it's fine and it's funny and it works in the narrative, but it is like very clear. It's not like a free flowing narrative the mm-hmm. way that it used to be or the way that like the best Spider-Man writers have done it. Um, but Spencer is treating all the characters with, res- with respect and dignity. So no complaints mm-hmm. about that. It's just good stuff. Like it's just good stuff. It's not great stuff. Mm. You know, it's it, it's it's getting there. Uh, I I think that he has the chops to get there. I think he will eventually. But for now, it's just kind of like it's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, Cash money in the bank. Have you been keeping up with Batman's Grave? I'm enjoying it. I'm trade waiting on Batman's Grave. Uh, I, I read the se- the third or second issue. And I'm like, this is cool, but I don't want to spend. What's funny is that's a book that you can. I know you're saying before that like floppies could hurt like future books being done. It's like that book was done. That book was done like a year or two ago. Yeah, or five. so you're like, it's not ruining anything. No, that book was, <laughs> it's um, it's coming out whether they want it's it to or Batman not. It's got Batman on it. It's never, they're never going to stop. Nope, it's it's fine. And it, so I can wait and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. And I, the fact is I'm going to enjoy it in one sitting more than me reading it week to week or month mm-hmm. to month or every other month. Um, and uh, the fake Grant Morrison says, uh, with Duggan's grim noir one shot in February, it's about time we got an uber cliche Ben Grimm noir book, trench coat and all. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, he like it, it's it's so obvious. It's like yeah. let's do it. If you really want to read some 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 gritty grim, you should read uh, Fantastic Four or One Two Three Four by Grant Morrison. Oh yeah, fake Grant Morrison because that series is super gritty and super noiry and super miserable, and it's like the grittiest grim you'll well, maybe ever. Maybe this grim. would be better oh yeah definitely also like i love that duggan's getting like i i it's just like a like i've been hearing his name a lot more lately oh yeah like... no he's he's really he's he's, he's climbing the ladder yeah uh, also the harley quinn dcu show is surprisingly excellent would yes. recommend yeah harley quinn is great we i talked about it much but... love poison ivy it's, <laughs> yeah it's like i know it's harley's show but it's like poison no. ivy she's chart Harley. <laughs> right. Yeah. But everyone's doing a great job. So I love good. everyone in the show. It's a it's an it's an incredible show. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Um let's talk about more. What do you got? Um I'm gonna like talk about once in future, number six. Oh yeah. Wrapping up this week. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. Yes, number six, by the way, last issue, right? This is one of the best paced books around mm-hmm. for me. Just so good. I really don't want to get too, too much into it because I don't, you don't want, to, want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for those who maybe haven't had an opportunity to grab this one yet. Yeah. Um, but this definitely wraps up the story. Um, Great. Really, really amazingly. It's just, it was excellent. Yeah. It was excellent. I, I don't want to reveal anything. Okay. Other than it's not over. Oh. Has has Gillen said that it's not over? The, the the stinger at the end said it's not over. It was like <laughs> it was like ending the like credits page, cool shot of a skull, another page of comic. Oh. And I was like, and it's just to be continued. And I was like, That's like awesome. just ah. Yeah, it's amazing. I <laughs> can I can I tell you the stinger? Can I tell yeah, you the yeah, stinger? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Can I spoil the stinger yes. for you? God, tell me, please. Do you remember Elaine, the chick? who was, like, after, like, she's working with Arthur and all that, and she had, like, you know... Yes. The Galahad yeah, and all that, right? There's... She, she's, like, she's in the other world. She's, like, trapped there, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, all is said and done. And, like, basically, like, a, a mysterious figure, like, just, like, sees her and is just, like, you know, oh, like, you're lost in the forest, like, mm-hmm. beyond the boundaries of your own knowledge. This story has no further use of an Elaine. And then he, like, comes out and he says, but Merlin... 
could use a Nimue. What? And I was like, <laughs> it's, yes. That's cool. Yes. I want, I want it right now. I want Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora to get back on this because this book was just one of the best indie books I read last yes. year. It doesn't have necessarily that emotional impact that I say Die has, right. but it does ha- hit its own like stride with emotion in terms of like the family dynamic between Duncan and his grandma. Yeah. And also like teaches you a little bit about Arthurian lore. Yeah. And it's like a really cool nerdy action movie. Right. With swords. That's awesome. <laughs> just for Dan Moore's art alone. It's, it, it's his, funny. His art, like it just gets better and better each yeah. issue, which is like, how is this possible? Like the first issue, it's like, it's, it's fantastic. And it's like, this is great. This is gonna be a great book. And then each issue is just even better. Yep. So good. Yeah. I was uh, I was reading a thing about how Image uh, and Boom are kind of like big competitors now. Yeah, Boom is suddenly like, it's Boom. Well, you know what it is? It's because Image puts out too many fucking books. Yeah, Image, well, yeah. That's it. It's just the Image puts out too many books. And so as a result, people are like, and Image doesn't have Saga anymore no and that like, it, that kind of there's, there's no saga walking dead for image yeah to and like, strengthen and, and support the and line and that kind of concerns me i mean i think they do have some really excellent like you know one-off style stories or like stories that probably won't have that long staying power yeah but it concerns me that like if people are saying that image isn't doing as well and it, it seemingly is because they don't have a long-running story running right now yeah. i mean i think boom has its own long-running stuff but yeah. like Right now, for me, it really is two titles, and I was worried that once Once and Future ended, there was going to be like, okay, it's still something that's killing the children until that's over. Yeah, and then I'm out. And then I'm out, and I'm like, we'll see. And I mean, like, I've tried a couple of their other stories, and like, I'm interested, but nothing has held me the way these two stories have, have, have. Yes. But the fact is, I think these two stories are going to attract other well-respected writers and artists to try Boom out. I hope so. Um, you know, to be like, oh, I could put it over at Image, but let's be honest, that pool's getting a little crowded. Maybe I'll try Boom. Yeah. And I could so, really like, succeed. Yeah. I, I could become a, a, big, a big star over Especially there. with how many reprints both books went back for. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Marauders number six. You really didn't read this? I read some of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I read it. I just was like, I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It kind of just wrapped up the story that they that they had going For on. For now. I'm sure well, it's I mean, going like, to keep going. You know what I mean. Like, it wrapped up the current, like, the adventure they should, they were on. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I should have said adventure, not story. Right, right, right. Um, which I hadn't been reading, so I just kind of caught up. Yeah. Um, it, there's a huge fight going on, and there's, like, scary guys in hoods, and we talk about how, like, Kitty's got a real problem with that. Fair enough. It's not a good look for anybody. Uh-huh. Um, and that, like, they are under siege. Like, the X-Men are under siege. But, like, Kitty's doing every she, everything she can to use her powers to, you know, work against the enemy. Which is cool, because it's fun to see her using her powers um, just in general. Yep. But, like, also in a way where it really, like, frustrates the hell out of the enemy who, like, thinks that, like, oh, like, oh, your power is to hide. And it's like, <laughs> no, actually, it makes it really easy for me to fight you. Yes. Um, but Pyro gets stabbed with, like, somebody's staff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. But, like, it's like a, it's a really shallow kind of flesh wound. Yeah. But it's, that wasn't what it was all about. It actually injected Yellow Jacket into his, his, his bloodstream mm-hmm. because there's, like, a bunch of rich kids. Mm. I guess. I don't know who they are because I wasn't reading the book. Yeah. But they're creepy. It's like it's like the inverse of the runaways. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Um, and like they're looking to get intel on um 
on like on Krakoa and the mutants and anything they can get. Mm -hmm. And so like he's just floating around in there. I couldn't help but think of um, Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Except they're going. He's like going very Cobra, and it's funny because we get to see like Yellow Jacket. Like he's one of the info dump pages. Like his like journal entry. Right. Where it's just like, oh, okay. Well, we're going through the boat now. Oh, we found a room with a lot of clothes. It's a lot of white clothes. Oh, it's Emma Frost. Oh, looks like they're holding up some lingerie. Like. I'm like, this is not what anybody wants. This is not the intel anyone asked for, yep. man. Mm-hmm. Um, Kitty finds a whole bunch of like power dampening suits in the bottom of another ship. I was like, we got to take care of these. And uh, the solution is essentially that like she'll take the ship so that Forge can check out the armor and then they'll get rid of them because yeah. they don't want to destroy them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they also like don't want to sink them or like anything like that. They can't just leave them there. Yeah. Um. So Iceman's gonna go with Kitty or supposed to, but he has a previous engagement where he's going to be a guest drug uh, judge on uh, Drag Race, so he can't stay. And right. like Storm is gonna fly back to tell Forge to get ready. Yes. Which I was like, you don't really need to. Do nope. That. But we need to get her. Oh, out she's of gonna the use room. the secret gate, the Krakoan gate. Yeah. And so then everybody leaves Kitty alone. Um. When it's revealed that the Black King is there and uh, his plan from the get-go has been to get rid of her yep. so that he can put his own like red queen red queen charge. or red king or who yes, the red king, king. Yeah, yeah. he says red king yeah and then get rid of the white queen and, and put his own white queen yes in to the hellfire club right so emma was right to not trust him oh or absolutely put him on his council. Yeah. and so like he hits her he hits lockheed with a net and then throws him in the water which is like what the hell lockheed do to you man yeah well he can free her I and he know, can shoot fire i know but, but it's yeah. like you didn't have to throw him in the water no no <laughs> well, but, yeah i guess it's just, yeah that's where we're, we're, we're real seems, that lockheed has gills it just seems un- unnecessary yeah um but uh then he hits her with like some krakoan vines yeah well because he's you know he's master of wood Oh, is he? No, that's Black Tom. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, he uses Krakoan vines. He uses Krakoan vines that, like, I guess dampen her powers or do something, but yeah. she's stuck in them. Mm-hmm. And then she's in the water. I think they, I think they sink the ship. Yep. Or she's in a No, pool. no, he stays in the ship. Uh, he sinks her. Right. Or what have you. Yeah. There are many ships. There are ships. There are plenty thing. of ships. But regardless, she's going to drown. Yep. Oh, she drowns. Well, I don't know. There's still some bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, well, the implication is that she's dead. Yeah. Uh, certainly, everybody was like talking about this, and I remember them saying, uh, "What the, the least Kitty Pride thing I've ever seen." By the way, uh, I will live again only to kill you, and when I return, you will beg for my blade. It, it, that's the clunkiest I, thing I've ever seen. It's something that Kitty Pride would never say. I, well, I think that this is like I, I actually thought it was okay because I'm thinking about like in terms of where Kitty Pride is yes. right now in her own headspace. She's like, I'm a like, pirate now. Well, it's not like I'm like, a pirate, but like every. One of my like people are able to go to this like super cool island and, and work together, and I'm not allowed to go there. And now I'm doing this other thing, and like everyone's worried about protecting me because yes. like the fact is they can't bring me back, and right. now I'm going to die. And so like I buy that she yells that like yeah. it's okay because it's not like it's, it's something you say out of desperation. Right. Well, she certainly is desperate, uh, and and so she dies, and well, presumably dies, and then uh, Shaw's like, nah. Maybe Namor will show up. Right. Oh, Namor. <laughs> That'd be fun. That everybody gets one. <laughs> he swims away. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, like that's it's funny because like the whole thing is very like it's all the machinations of Shaw. Like the whole thing has been plotted yeah. by him. Mm-hmm. He's he's also like making sure like I won't be seen by anybody. No one's gonna miss you. No. Like because well, well ev- everyone's gonna miss you, but like no one's gonna know it was me. And also they can't bring you back. Like no one is here who can rat on me. Like it's the perfect like. Kind of like blind spot. Yeah. 
But it's like, dude, you think for a second Storm doesn't figure this out if she does that like you're gonna make it out of that fight? Right. I hope that he, that he, that she kills him. That'd be cool. Uh, he looks so freaking pleased smug, with himself. Just yeah. a smug piece of crap. I agree. No, it was rough. I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if they ended this series like here. They're like, want to find out what happens but to like, Kitty? Wouldn't it be interesting if each of these series ended on such a downer? Yes. I would love that. Are you kidding me? That's It'd be very, amazing. It's very Empire. Yeah. It's very, I think it would be great. Back, like, Ooh. Because you could always bring back the series, especially if they sold well. But like, if yeah. you kill it, it's like, hey, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Like, that'd be really cool. Uh, Savid Althani says, as it is currently not a question if of if Gillen is in my top 10 of the year, it's how many slots he gets. <laughs> it's totally true. Like, he's really been knocking it out of the park. And, like, it's a really cool time to be a fan of his because it's, like, almost, like, not that I wanted Wicked and Divine to end. Yeah. But, like, since it did, it freed up, like, his, like, creative juices to, like, tell these other stories. It's true. Like, that's really cool. And, like, I know a lot of people, huge fans of Wicked and Divine. Yeah. Sad to see it go. But, like, I'm really excited about the future for Kieran Gillen. Definitely. Uh, so, yeah, Marauders. Killed the Kitty Pride. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next issue. Yeah, kill Kitty uh, Pride. I'm Excalibur. Excited. They're dissecting Mor- like Morgan LeFay. Maybe Doom will show up and be like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I would love to see Doom versus Apocalypse. We've seen Doom versus Thanos. Right. Albeit Doom had the power of a god. <laughs> but even still, it'd be totally dope. Um, so we'll get into more uh, next week. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Wait, Before do you have any go, recommendations? Yeah, I have a couple of recommendations that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, from one, uh, if you are excited about Birds of Prey, uh, they are reprinting the Gail Simone Ed Benes uh, collection called Murder and Mystery. Here's another tale of murder and mystery <laughs> from Gail Simone. Uh, it's a classic Birds of Prey run. Um, I personally... I, I don't know what we're going to cover on back issues. We got, I've got one ready to go. It is a Gail Simone Ed Benes book. It's not murder mystery. I don't think I'll have time to grab it. Uh, but if you want to like see, like sample it, it's interesting. Um, the cover, unfortunately, I believe is done uh, by uh, none other than. Um, it is Greg Land. I can Greg see Land. signature. Yeah. Uh, so you got that going on. Hashtag. Uh, goat. <laughs> the other thing I want to recommend is a trade paperback that I've been waiting for Forever. And it's finally here. I'm so like I'm so excited. I'm gonna buy it when it comes out, and then I'm gonna do it on back issues as soon as I can. Oh yeah! It's Acts of Vengeance. Acts of Vengeance is finally getting a trade. Oh. The only thing I found of Acts of Vengeance in any collected form is the Acts of Vengeance tie-in omnibus, which I have seen everywhere at significantly reduced rates because. Who the hell wants all the tie-ins for Acts of Vengeance without the book? That's fair. Nobody. And what do you mean the tie-ins? The thing's this thick. That's a lot of tie-ins. That's too many tie-ins. Without the book? I ain't reading that. That's too many tie-ins. That being said, I think I have it. Do you really? I think I'm... You're like, I apparently want the tie-ins. No, I did. I bought it because I'm like, there's no way it's just the tie-ins. You're like, oh crap, Oops, it is. But yeah, this is uh, Dwayne McDuffie, man. Uh, so I'm excited. It's it's super fun. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick that up, and I think you should too. Uh, so yeah, uh, from there let's let's pick out our winner. So Danielle's gonna gonna grab some goats. Oh yeah, that's right. You got it. I didn't realize you had time to grab one. So what, I did it before you did it. Oh great. Well, what do you got? What are you recommending? I told you onto that site. Yeah, yeah. Uh, X Men number five is gonna be coming out this week. Yes. So definitely be checking that out. I'm gonna check out Doctor Strange number two. 
for Mark Wade because like some of it was exciting for me and some of it not so much. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Um, there's also Doctor Strange: The End coming out. It's written by Leah Williams. I'm not familiar. Um, oh. When Full Strikes Back. Um, yeah, nobody liked that one with Felipe uh, Andre. And- Andre. Yeah, he's good. Um, so I will check it out. I don't know how much I'm going to like it, but we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, Conan. Yes. The Barbarian. Hey. 12. Jason Aaron. So that's... The epic conclusion of the life and death of Conan. There you go. Is Conan dead? Better not be. I can't believe that they are like, here's the end. I love the bullet points for this. It says, uh, Razazzle has risen. Conan has fallen. Crumb may not care, but you cannot miss this issue. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. Yes. I am so ridiculous ridiculously excited for this issue. Yeah. Jason Aaron's Conan has been such a delight. Uh, very different in its storytelling. Yep. Um, again, I love what Jim Zub did. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I think he's done a phenomenal and job. And he'll do a good Man job when he takes over Conan. Man the lore. Mm-hmm. The way Aaron told a story, though, was very much up my alley. Yeah. Um, Something is Killed in the Children, number five. Yay! Coming out from Boom. James Stein on the fourth. Mm-hmm. You know I love that. Um, I know a lot of you have been digging on this. I am behind one issue, so I'm going to catch up on Philadelphia. All right. The book that has like a title that it really just speaks to me. Yeah, it's great. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, Justice League number uh, Dark number nineteen. Right. Out. This week, Justice League also is coming out. It's the last Scott Snyder oh, Justice League. Oh crap! And we're coming up to the end of Justice League Dark for Tynan, but not yet. Yes. Not yet. You got some crazy stuff going on with this Wonder Woman cover. Yeah. Um, I love this like almost not quite electric blue Wonder Woman over here. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, so this is just some of my recommendations for the week of things that I'm looking forward to and some things that I'm not so much looking forward to, mm. but I'm still going to read it anyway. That's fair. But mostly going to be yeah, let, let Aaron know that this is the biggest champion of his Conan run, please, <laughs> because it'd be nice for him to see how much book, how many books we've sold. I don't care about that. Like, I just, do I do how I'm much like, no. I freaking love this I do story. know how much you've loved it. You've been championing it the entire oh my time. God. Like, each, like, story is just an amazing vignette and look into the life of Conan and, like, so many unforgettable moments. For me, I think my number one one is the story of King Conan and his oh, lion. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, the King Conan and the lion thing is just such a heartwarming and moving thing about, like, the idea of, like, getting something that you've always wanted and then, like, it not being what you thought it might be. Of course, it's, yeah. Uh, and, like, the idea of, like, caging something wild. Yeah. You can't. You can't. It's not gonna, it can't, it can't live like that. <laughs> so, uh, to let everybody know who <laughs> the winner is, we have a winner selected. It's all ready to good to go. Oh, So, crap. let's get the book. Uh, so, the winner... And uh, this winner has to live in the continental United States and also has to be in the chat right now to be able to sound off. So, uh, the winner of this 100, or one out of 100 variant of Quantum and Woody, signed by Chris Hastings, is none other than El Camino. El Camino, congratulations on winning this. El Camino? Yes, El Camino. Won this Fool's Gold variant by Giuseppe Camincoli, signed by Chris Hastings, one out of 100 it's a gorgeous cover, and, uh, and 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 it's really cool, and it's a great issue too. So you know, and if you want a copy of Quantum and Woody, it comes out on sale on Wednesday. So this Wednesday, pick up Quantum and Woody number one. If you want to know what it looks like without gold all over it, it looks like this. Uh, so once uh, El Camino sounds off and lets us know that he is here and he is able to win and he is able to 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 accept his 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 winnings. Uh, he will let us know, and then and then we'll be good to go. There's a lot happening. On but uh, <laughs> yes, there's a lot <laughs> happening. 
I love it. Uh, and there's more to come from, uh, you know, from, uh, from, from, from Hastings and the Quantum and Woody run uh, as we go. Uh, it's really exciting. Uh, by the way, uh, El Camino, email me at sal at comicpop.net to send me your address and I'll make sure that you get it. Uh, if, of course, you're still here, uh, that is. Um, well, it's, it says he's still there. He's not responding, though. So we're going to give it another, uh, let's call it 30 seconds. 30 seconds? To respond. 30 seconds on the clock. 30 seconds on the clock. Uh, and if he doesn't respond, we're going to have to move on. Because st- stick around, ladies and gentlemen, otherwise you'll lose your winnings. I don't know why we do this. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a dope book. I'm excited. I remember when, uh, when, when the good people at Valiant gave me that copy, they were like, do you want to... Hey! Oh no! Huh. Yeah. Never mind. I thought I saw it. Yeah, no, that was that was somebody else. That was somebody else. It was me out of the corner of my eye because I was reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, when they gave me that copy, <laughs> they were like, "Hey, we're gonna give this away." I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." All right. Well, we're moving on. Okay. Sorry, El Camino. That was the end of that. Uh, so, the 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 real winner of this episode. Is Moon Knight Thirty Two? Hey, uh, hell, hey, Moon Knight Thirty Two, you there? Great name, by the way. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm just reading the book. I don't want to fill the void with my friggin' voice all the time. But like, if Moon Knight Thirty Two is there, we've got a couple of issues or episodes to catch up on, uh, Harley. Oh, I know. No, we we have three more to go. I know, but like I was like, we were so close to only having one left, and I yeah. like prefer the binge option. It's true. So I was like, oh, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, let's yeah. wait, let's wait. And I know, so, I know. Like, but now yeah. it's like almost done. Hey, there's Moon Knight. Hey, all right, Moon Knight 32, He'll congratulations. <laughs> all right, Moon Knight 32, email me, sal at comicpop.net. You will get this copy. This I'll make sure it goes in the mail in the next two days. It's been a good time for Moon Knight today. Uh, so here it is. You're, this is yours. This is yours. You own this I'm now. I'm touching your I don't comic. own this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna seal it up, send it out. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it. Um, and uh, and hey, uh, El Camino, if you ever show up, uh, let me know and I'll mail you a sticker or something. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, all right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. But don't fret. You if you if you love comics and you love this channel, or if you're just joining us for the first time, listen. Uh, we got a, a ton of stuff coming out this week. I'll give you the the lowdown this week, obviously, uh, off the rack. This episode will be finished recorded. Then I'm going to drop it. It's going to come out. It's going to be out. Tuesday, uh, we're going to have a live chat pre-recorded episode of uh, Elseworlds Exchange. That's right. Elseworlds moved to Tuesday afternoons, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. You can watch Elseworlds Exchange. Uh, normally, it'll be live this time around because Jason Inman of Jowin was kind enough to hang out with me and chat. Uh, we chatted for like seven hours or whatever. We got two episodes out of the deal. This next episode's coming out. Uh, it's going to be the Superman One More Day episode uh where we talk about the theory that they're gonna one more day superman find out more also jason's a font of information he's got a lot of fun conversation to have yeah. also if you like jason you want to help him out uh jupiterjetcomic.com we'll talk more about that tomorrow i'll be in the chat to chat with you while it's happening we're gonna make it a premiere uh so you'll be there to hang out with us it'll still be happening so yeah moon knight 32 sal at comicpop.net email me and i'll get your address and i'll send you the book um then on Wednesday, a crisis is returning to tobacco issues. We're finally doing a major DC crisis. Uh, 
it's it, exciting. It, it's exciting. If you're a back, if, if you're a patron, you've already seen the episode. It's already there. Yeah, don't ruin watch. it. And don't ruin it for everybody. No, it's fine. No, I mean, tomorrow I'll probably talk about it. But uh, yeah, and uh, and that'll be it until next week because I got tons of stuff coming out and tons of stuff coming up. But we got to find time to shoot it all. Um, if you are a patron, I launched. Uh, I, I've been going back to the archives of Elseworlds Exchange, and I'm like cleaning them up, and I'm putting them up because there's only 150-ish episodes of Elseworlds available on Spotify and all the audio shows. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead of just like letting them sit there, I'm remastering the old episodes of Elseworlds, making them a little more tolerable audio-wise, mm-hmm. and then re-releasing them over on our Spotify and iTunes accounts. Oh, that's smart. And I'm taking any of the pre-show stuff, all the earlier crap, anything that's like more than a, like a minute or two, mm-hmm. I'm pulling that out, and I'm dumping it over on Patreon as a show called Lost Tracks, okay. which is a little bit of a fun little audio thing for you. So Lost Tracks over on Patreon, uh, One Shots, another spinoff from Elseworlds Exchange, and of course... Uh, Elseworlds Exchange Revisited is coming out. Uh, every week I'm going to drop a new old episode of Elseworlds that you couldn't find audio-wise uh, through Spotify or iTunes mm-hmm. or all the other ones, Stitcher, all that other crap. So it's a lot of fun. Um, so if you are interested in any of that, go to patreon.com slash comic pop and help us out. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.